Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Man, I'm feeling great. I'm doing great. Happy Thursday, boys and girls. One question, one question only. How do you feel? I feel good, and I'm doing well. Hey, that's all that really matters. And the NBA Finals last night goes Game 3 to the Denver Nuggets. They hold a 2-1 series lead. Coming up this hour here on the show, we'll be talking a lot about the NBA Finals from last night. Quentin Richardson is going to join us here on the show, former NBA veteran, Part of the Knuckleheads podcast with Darius Miles, his good friend, also advanced analytics this morning. Which of the TGIF theme songs was better? Full House or Family Matters? Because this morning for Booskies on a Thirsty Thursday, Pete the Body toasted to Family Matters. And so we tried to start singing the Family Matters theme song, and we all began singing the Full House theme song. We all got it wrong multiple times. So which one is better? They're both very good. Vote in the poll on Twitter, at DA, on CBS, at CBS Sports Radio. Last night, the Nuggets get dueling 30-point triple-doubles from Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. First time two teammates have ever done that in NBA history, including the regular season or postseason. And now they're up 2-1. Joining us this morning on the show, he played in the NBA for a number of years, an excellent player in his own right. He's co-host of the Knuckleheads podcast with his buddy Darius Miles. We've had him on the show prior. Quentin Richardson is our guest this morning on the show. Q, good morning. Thanks for having me, fellas. Just, just FYI, I just I heard what you were saying. Family Matters theme song is absolutely way better than Full House. That's oh, just my okay. personal opinion. That's a hard take. Okay, bum. Yeah, it's a okay. rare condition in this day and age. Yeah, I know, I know how all that goes. <laughs> no, yes. reading good news on the newspaper page. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I love it. I love it. Hey, last night, good news for the Denver Nuggets. What, as a guy that played in the, the league yourself, what's your level of being impressed, admiration, what have you, for the type of game that Nikola Jokic brings to the table? Man, it's, it's, I mean, every time you watch him, I mean, I've been a big fan. I'm not somebody who, you know, didn't see him or wasn't aware. I mean, I've been aware of how good he was since before the first MVP. But, I mean, just continue to watch him, man. It's so improbable for him to have so much game when you just watch him and watch him walk around and stuff. So, I mean, I think that's the, you know, that's the biggest difference that you don't really expect him to be like that. But, I mean, he... He's the real deal, man. He's one of the – I mean, he's going to go down as one of the top centers in the history of the game, one of the best players in the history of the game. 
And, you know, he just continues to add to that resume. If he gets the championship, that's going to be just another notch on his belt. He's so hard to defend as a former player yourself. Give me the X's and O's of what makes him so difficult to defend. I mean, I liken him to like kind of like how Zach Randolph was, man. When you got guys that, that aren't really athletic and they don't try and beat you with their athleticism, you find that those guys, especially when he's, you know, somebody of this type of talent level, he, he he's highly skilled, man. And it's tough. Like, you know, I, I saw they said, yeah, you know, the Heat and Spolster wanted to make him. No, they don't want him to go and score 43. They want it to be as difficult as possible. But he's so good that he's going to force things. I mean, if they had it figured out, why didn't they do the same thing last night? Because no one has this guy figured out. He's too good to be figured out. If you think this is working, he can switch and do different things. And I think that's what makes him one of the best players in the world. And his passing is so elite that it's hard to guard him because he can score on you and he can find anybody. Was What makes guarding a big man with elite passing skills difficult? Because he can see over the double team, especially the places they put him in, the, you know, around the free throw line, high post or extended. So when he posts up and you're planning to double him, he's he's such a great passer. And then you you couple that with he's seven foot. Most of the double teams he can see coming, and he can see, and you know, he has the he has the great eyesight and vision, and then the ability to pass. So that's why you see him doing pocket pass, bounce passes to guys, cutting, and just all type of different things because he has. That, that that size advantage to be able to see over most defenders. Quentin Richardson joins us this morning on the show. He and Darius Miles host the podcast Knuckleheads, which is really good. They've had a couple of really fun, cool episodes about the NBA Finals recently. Last night, Game 3 goes to the Nuggets, and Jamal Murray now has become a bona fide star himself in this postseason with all of these big moments. And we could have seen this coming back in the bubble when he was great, but the last two postseasons he was injured, and so he was kind of off the radar. Could you have predicted that Jamal Murray would get back to this level of production after the injuries over the last two years? Um, you, you never know, but I mean, I, I I definitely felt if he could get himself healthy that he was he was on the verge of of, of being an All Star type player and All NBA type player, you know, before he got got injured. And um, you know, he took his time, man. He took he did it diligently. He didn't rush back and then have something else happen. He took took the full amount of time, and um, you know, he, he it seemed like he hit the ground running when he really got back out there. And now, obviously, he's turned it back up and he's gotten back to that level that that, that we saw him at last when he was in the I mean I hate to say bubble Murray because that's whack I think he's more than that and he's a you know he's a superstar type all-star type player and I think we'll see that more once he continues to stay healthy and you know get the full season on his belt he'll get some of those accolades because he's that good yeah that's interesting tell me why you think quote-unquote bubble Murray is a disservice to him because it, it just it, it it tries to box him into one one simple section and and I think and I think that's the that's the biggest thing right there. Is that the wife telling you you got to fold clothes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm actually with my son at the doctor. My youngest son. This is the first person in the Richardson family to ever break anything. He broke his arm, and oh, we were about really? to get a little cast put on him. Oh man, you're doing this interview from the doctor's office? Oh man, you know it's all good. I'm in the waiting room anyway. Oh, man, I appreciate that. That's not an easy thing to balance. So how's your son doing? He's good, man. He's a trooper. Cruz is, is one of a kind. You wouldn't even know that he, I mean, if it wasn't for the splint and now what's about to be a cast, you wouldn't even know it because he's still 
trying to run around and get yelled at and everything to stop anyway. He's just a trooper. <laughs> oh, so tell me again how he broke his arm? We were in California, and he was running around at his grandmother's house playing too hard, and he fell back and got a little fracture. Oh, so he's like he's a Richardson. He plays hard. He goes 100 miles an hour. Oh, now he is the Richardson. He plays much harder and goes much harder than I ever went. <laughs> Okay, which NBA coach would appreciate his hustle most? No doubt, Stan Van Gundy and Eric Spoelstra. He's a he's <laughs> okay. a heat culture guy. He's, he's he, he'll culture? run through a wall. He's a heat culture guy. He, <laughs> he'll he'll fit right in. He'll run through a wall and keep going. Right on. Cruz Richardson is a heat culture guy coming up. What NBA draft of twenty thirty six or something like that? Yes, sir. He's gonna be ready. Him and his big brother, six okay. seven. QJ and Cruz. Oh, that's awesome, man. That is awesome. Well, I hope that he does. He does well. What do you think about uh, the Heat now losing on the home floor? Do you think that uh, that this series is tilted to the Nuggets, or do you still give even chance for the Heat to be able to win the NBA Finals? Yeah, I still do. I think it's going to be a 6-7 game series. I expect them to win this next game, and then it'll be 2-2 going back. I think it's going to be a hard-fought series, man. I don't think it's going to be easy for either team. Just give me your thoughts on how Zion Williamson needs to handle this offseason. He got into a lot of hot water yesterday on social media. We don't know if he's injured. We don't know if he doesn't want to play for the Pelicans. We don't know if he's in shape. We don't know anything about Zion, really. It's all, it's all seemingly hearsay and stuff like that. What, what's your advice to Zion? Man, it's the same as it's been, man. It's, it's, uh, his number one thing above all else is to be in the best shape he could possibly be. You know what I'm saying? I feel like is you know, get with the team, the doctors and the trainers and find out, you know, what the desirable weight is or what they, you know, what they agree on and what he what's uh, optimal for him. But I think that's the biggest thing, man, because I think he's shown that he's a superstar. When he gets to be available and on the court, he, he his sample size is unreal. <laughs> it's crazy what he's able to do and then how good they are when he is available. So I think for him, man, the biggest and most important thing is to to get myself in the best shape I've ever been in, like ever, like literally the best shape he's ever been in and try to maintain it because we saw him come at the start of the season, training camp, look ripped or whatever. And then as the weeks or months go on, he gets back going and you can't do that during the season. You got to figure out your, uh, some type of game plan that you could work not only in the summer, but you can maintain throughout the season and, and have, you know, whatever you got to do as far as chefs and all those different things because that's the biggest thing for him. If he could lose weight and stay in top-level shape, he's going to be first, second-team All-NBA every year. How does he keep his private life off of social media? Hey, man, listen, that's, <laughs> you know, you got to be private. I mean, that's, you know, that's the one thing I, I learned being in the league, like you say, playing 13 years, and it's, a, it's obviously a different, different world now. We didn't have this social media to tour at the very end of my career, and I wasn't very public with that, so I didn't have some of these things go on. And, like, you know, this is the generation he's in, man. He's a, he's a superstar athlete, very, very known, and um, these type of things could happen. So you got to, you know, you got to move accordingly. Quentin Richardson joins us this morning on the show. He won the three-point contest back in 05. He played for a number of years of the NBA for a number of teams. And now he's got a great podcast called Knuckleheads with his buddy Darius Miles. And let me tell you, Q, your conversation with Markel Fultz was so good. It was so insightful because Markel's had such an interesting career, ups, downs. 
And you guys really got a lot out of them. So that was awesome to listen to. And you guys do great work breaking down the games, but also getting inside some of these players that we don't get that insight from a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just, you know, part of the, uh, the advantage we have from being in the fraternity. And then, you know, for the however long we've been doing it, we've done it the right way. And I think people have seen and um, they trust us at this point. So I think that gives us the ability to be able to do those things and get those conversations. For sure. It's called Knuckleheads. It's both video and audio. Q Richardson, Darius Miles. Check it out all places that you get your podcast and on YouTube. Quentin, always good to catch up, man. Good luck at the doctor's office. I can't wait to break down the scattering report on Cruz coming up in a few years. Okay, thanks, fellas. No doubt. <laughs> you got it, man. See ya. Quentin Richardson doing it from the doctor's office as his son has a broken arm. And which is crazy, Mraz, because that all came together in just seconds he was scheduled to join us at 20 past the hour yes but then our guest at the top of the hour had to move to later in the hour so you called quentin and he said okay i can move that right on the fly and he did it from the doctor's office yeah so yesterday when i was texting with them quentin originally asked for 9 a.m but i already had a guest book for nine which was sam so that's why I was like, let me just see if he's still available or not. I didn't know he was answering from the doctor's office, which in reality is probably better for him because they weren't seen yet. <laughs> still at the doctor. Yeah, good point. What yeah, an unbelievable point. turn. I was telling Pete from the producing chair, that was one of the wildest sequences I've ever had happen. Man, moving around the chess pieces and Quentin Richardson's son has a broken arm and he's in the doctor's office. I thought it was his wife telling him <laughs> really? to come fold clothes. Instead, it was one of the nurses saying, you got to get the son into the, the doctor's office. That is incredible. Hey, so did you hear, Merez, that Pat Boyle has predicted the greatest Canadian bacon ever for tomorrow morning? Tonight is game three of the Stanley Cup final, and Boyle says he wants redemption after earlier in the week after game two. He says he's going to deliver the greatest bacon ever. Okay, so I didn't know that. Obviously, we had a run of pretty good bacons, including an excellent one from Carlos early in the week. So I don't know Boyle's grade the other day because I didn't hear it. But Four I know two five. Okay, he texted me because tomorrow was supposed to be my return to bacon for the first time in three weeks, and he said, "Hey, I'm in on Friday. Would you mind if I do bacon? I have some serious redemption I need to take care of." And I, look, I have no shame in it. Sure, the crowd probably wants to hear Boston. No problem, Pat. I didn't know it was after a guarantee, though. Yeah, he got a four-two-five. I thought it was worth a four-five, but it wasn't his best effort. He got a four-two-five from Pete. Bogus really didn't like it. Bogus thought it was a real letdown, and I was like, "Wow, wow, cold breeze coming through the studio." But then Boyle said, "No, it was terrible." He said, I was off. I was flat. I didn't have energy. My writing wasn't good. He's like, that was really bad. I, d- I, I owe better to the audience. And he goes, I want to do it again. And we said, well, when are you back in? And so he was back in coming up on Friday after tonight's game three. And he said, let me tell you this. It's going to be the greatest Canadian bacon ever. So wow. he says he's gone into the training room. He's chasing chickens around like Rocky. He's trying to get in shape for this thing, but he's, he's proclaimed it. <laughs> Tomorrow, the greatest bacon ever. I'm a little worried for Boyle because that's a very Mraz line for him to say after a letdown. You know? know By the way, suddenly maybe Boyle getting a little overexposed doing too many bacons as I once predicted.
Well, the big thing was that we we I didn't know this, but on Monday you had predicted you would get graded down because you were rusty. You were already greasy. No, that's not, that's with not what I said. Excuses. That's and not. You said that's that not Pete what I was said. not going to give you a good grade. I, was, I said so, Pete, Pete so, was going to be lacking sleep and angry, and therefore be taken out on my grade. Is what I said, not because I was rusty. And so we had you already predicting a poor score with a poor effort, and then Pat saying, I guarantee a great effort, and we were pitting the two against one another. Fascinating. Well, I'm ready for tomorrow now. I can't wait to hear it. By the way, tomorrow is a week, marking a week from the Bob's Bar Show, and do we have a special guest tomorrow? Yes, at 8 a.m. Eastern, 5 a.m. Pacific, Badlands Booker will join us as a primer to what's to unfold, we'll have to officially tell him he's full out burping in my face. We'll discuss okay. his slapping technique. I think it's a good thing a week out to get a temperature check with Badlands and you know fully grasp if he's understand what we're doing with him. Crunching and munching. Tomorrow, Badlands Booker has the entire Bob's Bar minutes laid out to him. What his duties are, which include belching in Mraz's face, slapping him with a thick kielbasa, kicking him into the pool, and chugging lightning hot coffee. <laughs> I just hope I use my super burp powers. <laughs> super burp powers. Okay, when we come back, we'll do more NBA Finals next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This year like last year, the best is right here on CBS It's the D.A. Show on CBS Sports Radio. All right, welcome back. D.A. with you here on CBS Sports Radio. We appreciate you dropping on by on a thirsty Thursday. So boosties to all. Squishy Liquid is toasting to the theme songs he grew up with. You guys got me all nostalgic. Same singer and songwriter for Full House, Family Matters, and Step by Step. Possibly explaining the confusion. Hashtag toast Hashtag toast We tried to sing the Family Matters theme song, and all that came out was Full House. So that's on us. We got it straightened out, and Quentin Richardson then sang it for us. 
and said, with a bullet, Family Matters is a better theme song, which I think he's right. I think he's right. But I'm not certain. I need to do a deeper dive on this tonight, probably between the hours of midnight and 3 a.m. when I'm watching The Newborn. I will get into a deeper dive on the TGIF theme song power rankings. But joining us this morning here on the show to talk about the NBA Finals is senior writer for Hoops Wire, Sam Amico. Sam, good morning. Hey, Damon. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Do you have a take on TGIF old theme songs? <laughs> I I would agree with, with Q Rich that, that Family Matters is the better song. <laughs> okay. Yeah, All right. I, wow. I don't That's think a, there's any question. It's a clean sweep from our NBA analyst this morning. Okay. Very good. <laughs> uh, so Vegas has already installed the Nuggets as next year's favorites to win the NBA championship. I don't want to get ahead of this series, but I, I ask this question because... Are the Nuggets in the perfect time where there are no super teams? And so by virtue of them being a very good team that have played together for a long time, they kind of rise above the rest of the league. Yeah, I think there's a lot to that. You know, if there's one thing we're learning from this series, and not just the Nuggets, is that familiarity counts for a lot in the NBA, which... You know, that hadn't been the case for a while. Everybody was jumping around teams and uh, trying to team up with the next big superstar. And we still have a little bit of that, you know, with the, the Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving trades in February. Uh, and, and, you know, rumors of big-name stars moving to new teams. But both of these teams in the finals, you know, they were pretty much built from the ground up. Yes, Jimmy Butler went to the Heat free agency, but... Aside from that, if you look at the Denver Nuggets specifically, you're talking eight years with Michael Malone and Nikola Jokic, uh, you know, and the, and the Nuggets just kind of filling it around them, and Jamal Murray uh, being drafted. So uh, it, it, it's a good example of, you know what, maybe, maybe sticking to things works as well as trying to switch up the roster every year and, and go out and get big names. So... I think that there's a lot to be said for them being the favorites next year. Yes, they're probably benefiting uh, from some of the bigger names, such as LeBron James and Kevin Durant and uh, some of those older guys getting a little bit older. But they're also showing there's more than one way to win in the NBA. Right. You need the talent. And so Jimmy Butler's obviously an elite talent. Nikola Jokic is a two-time MVP. But what both of these franchises are proving to us is slap them together and hope your talent overtakes is not the way they have won. They have won because, as you said, continuity, understanding who they are and growing together. And I don't know if that could be a trend, but is this NBA Finals evidence that that could be a winning way versus what we have had previously, which is just try to collect the most talent any way possible? For sure. You know, give it time. That's the lesson being learned uh, maybe by some other franchises who are watching this. You know, give it, give it time. Let your players develop. Let them go through some hardships in the playoffs, uh, as, as the Nuggets have done repeatedly with Jokic and Murray, uh, you know, really kind of starting back to the bubble, but even a little bit before that. And, and, and let them get the experience and, and take those next natural steps 
don't fire the coach right away, you know, after three seasons if he doesn't make it to the finals. And, uh, you know, that's really a lesson for Miami. You still get Eric Spolstra, who's been there forever now. Uh, and, yeah, continuity, familiarity. Like you said, you need, you need stars. You, need, you know, can you get them through the draft? Can you develop them? Uh, can you give them time when, you know, Nikola Jokic, you're talking about the number 41 overall pick in the draft, 2014. Well, they gave it time, you know, and, and yeah, there's a little bit of luck involved there. He doesn't go number 41 because everybody thinks he's great. Uh, but there's also the idea of let's, let's bring in our players, stick with our system, and, and, and you know, develop guys and get guys comfortable playing around each other and then filling around the edges if we have to, as the Nuggets have done with guys like Eric Gordon and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Sam Amico joins us this morning on the show, senior NBA writer for HoopsWire.com. When it comes to Nikola Jokic, he, he's such a unicorn for all the things that he does, but do you have any historical comps? It could be two different players that you combine to make him, but... For those that have not watched a lot of Jokic or Nuggets games up until now, who would you compare him to over time? Well, I mean, you know, you see the obvious comparisons to Larry Bird. Uh, I think going back a long ways in his prime, uh, and, and Jokic is definitely better, but a guy who kind of played like this didn't have the ball handling skills Jokic does is Arvita Sabonis, DeMonte Sabonis' dad. Uh, who really did a lot of things uh, very well, it, particularly before he came to the NBA, played for the Blazers. Uh, you know, those kind of guys can, can move the ball. Uh, I, and, and, you know, there's a little bit a little bit of Magic Johnson in him. When it comes to his ability to pass and see the court and see over other players as Magic once was able to do at six foot nine playing point guard, uh, you know, Jokic doesn't have his overall kind of uh, pizzazz, but he's, he certainly has that court vision uh, and, and ability to find open guys, at least from everything we've seen in the finals. You know, he, he resembles, you know, we're talking Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Those are the guys who saved the NBA, right? I mean, those are pretty big comparisons, but he's got, he's got a, lot of, uh, a, a lot of their game and a lot of similarities when it comes to not just being able to score and rebound, but making winning plays and making the right pass, setting his teammates up. You wrote a piece on the next steps for Chris Paul at hoopswire.com. Looks like the Suns intend to waive Chris Paul. So what's going to be the market for a 38-year-old point guard, and how much do you think he has left in the tank? Those are good questions. You know, we, we've heard the Clippers and the Lakers. He, he has a home in Los Angeles. Uh, he obviously has a super close relationship with LeBron James. Is he going to be somebody that you want to be on to get you to the next level? If you're the Lakers, you already have a 38-year-old star in, in LeBron. and uh, You know, but those are the teams that are probably going to covet him the most. Clippers, where he... Uh, had a great run in Lob City, uh, what, 10 years ago now. Uh, I, I think that they'll certainly take a look. They're going to be on the lookout for a point guard, may or may not bring back Russell Westbrook. I, that, that seems doubtful. Uh, so, 
you know, he'll certainly, there will certainly be a market for him. I don't know that anybody, you know, is, is going to look at him as, yeah, he's our starting point guard that's going to get us over the hump, but he could be, you know, a veteran piece that uh, helps us during the playoffs just because he's been there so often and has done so many things. Frankly, I could very well see him going back to the Suns at a lower rate. Mm. Uh, you know, he he wants to be there, it sounds like, and there just seems to be, uh, again, you know, familiarity, continuity, and, and giving this another run with, with Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul under Frank Vogel. Appreciate that insight on the Chris Paul situation as we wait to see how that unfolds. Sam Amico, senior writer. Hoopswire.com, cover the NBA Finals and everything else around the league. Sam, great stuff this morning. Thanks so much. All right, David, thanks for having me, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, sounds great. Sam Amico joining us this morning here on the DA Show. Enjoyed that very much. We are toasting to the good stuff this morning, but also I gave you the top or the first four movies of my countdown to number one. I watched 14 movies over the course of the last two weeks watching AJ Overnights and my bottom four, first four out of the top ten, Ideal Home from 2018 with Paul Rudd, brutal. 65, as in 65 million years ago, a sci-fi thriller with Adam Driver, brutal. That was from this year. Smokey and the Bandit from 77. Unfortunately, I didn't like it. I thought it was boring. I thought it was redundant. And Stan and Ollie about Laurel and Hardy, also from five years ago, all got less than 2.5 oinks. Ed tweets, you have to watch Smokey and the Bandit with a 1970s mindset. 2023, yeah, the movie's played out, but if you're looking at it through a 70s point of view, it's an all-time classic. So let me just tell you that me not liking Smokey and the Bandit hurts me more than it hurts you. And I've gotten a lot of feedback on this. People are disappointed in it, and I knew this would be unpopular. What do I love? I love the old creamsicle Buccaneers uniforms. What do I love? I love the old gray and blue Seattle Seahawks uniforms. What do I love? I love the old Lego City Denver Nuggets uniforms. You would think a 70s Burt Reynolds film that's iconic like this I would love. I don't think I was viewing it through the wrong lens. I think if you just watch it again with a fresh set of eyes instead of loving it because you watched it when it came out or something, it's just really flat. It's the same hijinks over and over and over again. And through it, you're like, okay, how many times can a dim-witted cop drive into a ditch? It's just the same gag <laughs> over and over and over again. Over and over. Monty tweets, two weeks ago you were saying Denver had no chance. You would never believe in them. You just can't see him winning. Now all of a sudden you're all over them. You're pathetic just like your little fat sidekick. Oh! Whoa! Oh! oh. Whoa. Little fat sidekick. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Monty. Monty Williams. Hold on. Thanks for calling me little. Number one. I have been very honest about my Nuggets assessment. I said, yes, I never believed them because they could not get defensive stops that mattered. I knew they could score. We knew Jokic was great. I knew they could get in transition, but the fact was when it came to, to nut cutting time, 
They couldn't get the stops. And you know what? It hasn't mattered. They've been able to outscore everybody. And to this point, coming into the finals, I said, I think they're going to win the finals. I think they're going to beat the Heat. They have too much firepower. And they don't really need to get great stops. They did it in game two, and they got exposed in the fourth quarter. But last night, was it about defensive stops? Or was it about the Heat don't have the firepower to keep up if Jokic and Murray do that? And the Heat's three-point shooting is scattered. Some nights you get it, like game two. Some nights you don't, like last night. The Heat got killed on the boards, and they didn't shoot well. So I think I've been transparent. And, and if they win, I'm totally wrong on, 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 you know, that I didn't believe in them all the way until now. But, hey, if you want sportscasters to only have a take and stick with the take no matter what the new information is, you got to go to Skip. you got to go to somebody bloviating on TV that refuses to lose an argument. I'm just being honest. When I looked at them coming into the playoffs, I said, I don't trust their defensive prowess going into a finals. And now what I've realized after three series is it doesn't really matter and that it won't matter against the Heat because they just have too much ammunition. I am always going to adjust my take based on what the games show me. I'm never going to dig my heels in and say, I refuse to believe what I see. So again, there's guys that do that and maybe you find that more interesting that's not the bit here. I'm always going to evolve with what the information is in front of me and what the matchup is. Now, as for calling Mraz a little fat sidekick, I, I don't know <laughs> if that's fair. Mraz, maybe you like it because it says little in there, but I think yeah. we ban the F word as a, a demeaning term. Yeah, I mean, little at first sounds right, but now when you think about it, if he's still calling me fat, he's not referencing little to my weight, so it's still very highly offensive. I mean, little fat and sidekick is like just punching me in the face three straight times. By the way, if you are going to call me sidekick like that, do you think I'm more of the uh, the Commissioner Gordon type or the Robin type? <laughs> I, I'll go back to this. I think it's one of Shep's best takes. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, who comes goes by the comeback kid, says, I think Boyle is after Bogus's job. He's done a great job all morning long. You know, this is my first Pat Boyle update on the DA show shift, I think. Pat's done updates when I've done the local show in New York. But, Pat, I don't know if you've ever done the updates for me when I've been hosting this show. No, no. This is only my second DA show update shift. I did one for Mraz and Bogus either last week or two weeks ago. This is my first time with you here on your program. You're a tough critic of yourself. How do you feel like it's going? Uh, I think it's going very well, if I'm being honest. That being said, okay. I am not gunning <laughs> for the bogeyman's job. He holds it down. He is incredible at what he does. Um, maybe if a major league baseball team comes calling for his services, then oh. I would, then I would love to be full time here on this show. But until then, this is Andrew Bogut. Well, this isn't his chair. He sits across the table, but wow. you know what I'm saying? Good. You know what this is like DA when a team has like a log jam at shortstop, but they need to get that triple a bat in the lineup. <laughs> they ask him to switch positions a couple of times and suddenly he shows his flexibility. That's what Boyle's doing here. Yep. Yeah. We're playing him in left field DH and we're just trying to get him some at bats. Exactly. And I got to tell you, last week, Emmanuel did updates instead of being on the other side. I, I thought it was one of the cleanest jobs, in Bogus included, that we've ever had on the updates in the show ever. Emmanuel's a really clean broadcaster. He writes well. He speaks to it. He doesn't stumble. He's got a good pace. He's really talented. Yeah. And he had the right, like, tosses to us and stuff. I loved it. By the way, 
Pete just gave a little one finger up, like that's my guy. No. <laughs> oh no! I, I, actually, I was <laughs> I was waving hello to somebody walking by. Oh. I thought I thought you were like I hired Emmanuel. Take no, that. My guy. My guy. That's my actually, coaching I, tree. I, I might have hired him. I, I'm trying to remember. I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> All right, Pat Boyle does have our final update of the morning. That is true, DA, and while I scroll up to the top of it, in case there's anybody out there who's already numb to the history that Nikola Jokic continues to make, how about when it's partnered up with Jamal Murray? Jokic with a 30-20-10 triple-double, Jamal Murray with a 30-point triple-double. It's the first time in any game in NBA history that teammates record a 30-point triple-double. And the Nuggets took home court advantage back as they raced away from the Heat in Miami last night. 109-94 the final. Denver now with a 2-1 series lead in the NBA Finals. Aaron Gordon had a very ordinary double-double, but here he was after the game on the magical performances from Jokic and Murray. It's greatness, man. It's greatness. Uh, you know, it's a dynamic duo right there. Like CB said, they make the right play. Um, uh, they do what the game is asking for them. They take, they take what the game is giving them. Uh, and, you know, that's the type of game that we kind of expect from them. Miami struggled from three-point land just like they did in game one. They shot just 11 of 35. Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler combining for 50 points was not enough and getting dominated on the boards 58 to 33 certainly did not help either. Despite a lackluster performance at home, Jimmy Butler once again beating the drum for his guys. We feel great. We didn't play our best tonight. Uh, I feel like we just got to come out with more energy and effort and um, that's correctable. That's on us as a as a group. No X's and O's can fix that. So, you know, come out, dive on the floor, get loose balls, get defensive rebounds, and um, maybe, just maybe, it would have been a different game. Game as they say, it's not about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmy's and the Joe's. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Game. I like that one. I haven't. I don't think I've ever heard that. Sure. Heard that? that, that was that's a, a classic, like yeah. college football coach thing. Guys, it doesn't matter about the X's and the O's. What matters is the Jimmy and the Joes. We need you guys out there giving it your all. We'll win this game. We'll win state. I love that. I constantly find myself doing the. Um, um, I'm blanking on his name. The coach from Oklahoma State, Gundy. Yeah. Uh, when like he goes. Yeah. When he goes, you want to yell at somebody? Yell at me. I'm a man. I'm forty. I'm a man. I'm 40. I love that. One day, Pat, you'll be 40 with four kids that you don't know the name of. <laughs> four. <laughs> 40 with 40. <laughs> four. That'll be, 40 yeah, that'll be the 40. new docuseries, 40 for 40. How Pat Boyle had 40 kids that he 40 didn't, didn't 40. know any of them. We could just recycle that 30 jerseys, 30 nights open for Pat. <laughs> what if I told you this man smoked weed, spread seed, and won bets? Be better than the American Gladiators documentary. It's boiling over the Pat Boyle story. <laughs> Game four uh, tomorrow night in Miami. But South Florida can bounce back tonight as the Stanley Cup final shifts to sunrise. Game three between the Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. Florida coach Paul Maurice has already confirmed that Sergei Bobrovsky will be back between the pipes despite being yanked in game two. Vegas outscored the Panthers 12-4 in the first two games. Puck drops tonight at 8 Eastern. Over to baseball, if you didn't strap in for Ellie De La Cruz's Major League debut on Tuesday in Cincinnati, hopefully you came correct last night. The six foot five switch-hitting 21-year-old shortstop from the DR recorded the hardest hit ball of 2023 by a Reds player. He is awesome. Yeah. Two games, and I can't keep my eyes off of him. I just, I, I'm like, this dude is outrageous. He's 6'5". 
He smokes the ball. He crushed a home run last night to the last row of the outfield bleachers, almost into the river. He races around the bases faster than anybody else. He's got pizzazz. He's got personality. This this dude is amazing. Yep, I was going to say, 458-foot moonshot nearly exited Great American Ballpark. 115 miles per hour off the bat. Hardest hit ball by a Reds player since 2019. And the Reds beat the Dodgers for the second straight night, 8-6 the final. Here's Reds manager David Bell in awe of Ellie. You just want to watch Ellie play the game. And, I, you know, we don't want to... We don't want to put anything on him. We don't want to um, label anything. We just want to watch him do his thing and be Ellie De La Cruz, and that's uh, that's all he needs to do because he's a great great kid, um, very respectful, loves to play the game, and um, we're just going to let him go do his thing. That, that's what I want to do with Mariah Mills. I don't want to put anything on her. I just want to watch her do her thing on the old internet. I'm telling you. Ellie De La Cruz has played in two games. They've both been at home in Cincinnati, both against the Dodgers, and both were like must-watch games. Last night they won. Was that a walk? It was a walk-off home run, right, that the Reds won with. And the night before was the big comeback. I mean, De La Cruz in the last two nights has just lit the town on fire. That's a great baseball town. It's an awesome sports story. Am I going nuts, or is it the Pirates prospect that's out also Cruz and O'Neal. like 6'10"? O'Neal Cruz. And he and has plays shortstop, right? And he's, yeah, and he's shortstop, but he's taller. I think he's 6'7". And they're not related, right? I don't know. But I like, don't think so. They're from different cities no, in the DR. No, no, one's Cruz and one's De La Cruz. Yeah, De La Cruz. Oh, and got Cruz. you. But that's amazing, right? <laughs> Two really tall shortstops like that? What's yeah. His, what's his first name? Ellie De La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Yeah, they they both are incredible. But Ellie De La Cruz, if you ever have an excuse to watch a a, a Reds game, take it because this this guy's amazing. Yeah, and o- I thought O'Neill Cruz was going to be a phenom, and I guess you know there's I guess there's still time. He still is. Yeah, he's just injured. True, but yeah, I mean his numbers so far haven't been all that eye popping. Right. I mean this you know Ellie De La Cruz comes on and hits a ball 112 miles an hour, and then the next day hits a moonshot. So and hits a triple last night. Yeah. The guy had a triple, and he was clocked as the fastest from home to third in the entire in, entire MLB, and he's 6'5". Dodgers going to lose. Reds de la Cruz. Oh, that that's good. good. All right. That's good. That doesn't need Morty. No. Oh. Elsewhere in Arlington, Cardinals rookie Alec Burleson hit a go-ahead solo shot in the eighth inning. St. Louis snapped two things last night in Texas. The Rangers' five-game win streak and Marcus Simeon's 25-game hitting streak with a one nothing win. Simeon was just three games shy of tying Gabe Kapler's franchise record, which still stands, 28 straight games. And in Anaheim, the Angels of uh, Los Angeles, while also being of Anaheim, beat the Cubs 6-2. Mike Trout hit his 14th home run of the year. Really quickly, NFL news, rookie all-pro wide receiver DeAndre, not rookie, excuse me, free agent all-pro wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins is visiting the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. CBS Sports insider Jonathan Jones reported this is Hopkins' first free agent visit with a team, and it's a chance to return to the AFC South while playing for Mike Vrabel. Hopkins and Vrabel were together with the Texans for four years. Uh, also, if you still believe the Madden curse is a thing, cross your fingers for Josh Allen. The Bills QB will be the cover athlete on Madden 24. And uh, with the Canadian wildfires sending the air quality levels into apocalyptic levels here in the Northeast, uh, the Jets, Giants, and Commanders, they will be holding indoor practices today during OTAs. Finally, French Open, first women's semifinal today. Second, uh, world number two, Arena Sabalenka leads Karolina Mukhova 4-3 in the first set. And the, ma- the match that is after this, world number one, Iga Sviatek looks to defend her French Open crown. Thank you, Boyle. When we come back, your epic fail, DA, CBS Sports Radio.
Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. As the DA show attempts to sing 90s TV theme songs. Here you go. No, that's that. That's Family Matters. Right. No, that's that's uh, Full House. What's the family? Okay. It's... Uh, Whatever happened to predictability? When you lost out there. No, that's Full House too. Whatever <laughs> happened to predictability? Not Full House. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sing that, Mraz. Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paperboy, paper even, even on TV. TV. The milkman, the paperboy, even on TV. <laughs> Miss your old familiar friends. Oh, that's Full House. Waiting just around the bend. Oh, that is Full House. It's a rare. Full House. Oh, come on, what's Family Matters? It's a rare condition this day and this age. This day and age. But I have to warn you, my dad's latest hobby is pantomime, so if no one answers, it's him. That's step really good by news step. On the newspaper page. Now dig in and find it down. Yeah. The milkman, the, the paper boy. You're singing Full House again, Sean. Oh. They'll do the magic moon inside these gentle walls. Don't you know some of the words step by step? There you go. We finally got there. If you didn't know, that was Family Matters. Right. What's the one that goes everywhere you look? That's Full House. That's Full House again? How long is that song? How long is the Full House song? They got four verses in the credits? And which one is step by step, day by day? Step by step. The milkman, step the paper boy. No, no, it's not the, the milkman, the paper boy is back to full house. Dude, go play what? in traffic, please. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. Mraz just continually saying the milkman, the paper boy is astoundingly <laughs> funny. Which TV show had the better theme song? 67% of you said it was Full House. Wow. Now, the original title of Full House was supposed to be House of Comics, and Danny Tanner in the unaired pilot was not played by Bob Saget. It was played by John Posey. Is that so? By the way, we visited the Full House house while in San Francisco for the Super Bowl. Mraz completely underwhelmed. <laughs> Is that so? All right, thanks to Sean Mraz, executive producer, Pete the Body Bilotti on the wheels of Steel and Audio Director. Thanks to Pat Boyle on headlines and Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. We are back at it tomorrow for a Target Demo Friday. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you then. I'm DA, the Mothership Disconnect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.